What's going on, guys? Today's guest is James Patrick, and he's going to be covering exactly how he went from broke to successful. And I mean broke to where he was living on a rooftop to where he then surpassed over six figures, sold over 61 real estate properties in his first year as a licensed agent and acquired three rental properties in less than two years. That's crazy. Stay tuned. Hey, how's it going? This is Dan Wynn and Mike Glaspie, and this is the Military Cashflow Podcast, where we teach service members how to build wealth and create passive cash flow through real estate. We cover real deals, real numbers, and real lessons learned from other successful investors. Now, whether you're watching this on YouTube or you're listening on the podcast, we need you to like, share, and subscribe. Now, let's get started creating this military cash flow. What's going on, guys? It's Mike Glaspie, and this is Military Cash Flow. And today, Dan is not here, guys. It's just me and my main man, James Patrick. What's going on, James? What up, man? Awesome, man. James is uh, he's actually a good friend. He's local here to the Fayetteville market. He's also a real estate agent. But before I give away too much, James, go ahead and tell everybody about yourself and, and a little bit about your background. Um, so just a little bit about me, uh, whew. um, so long for short, got out of high school, knew that I did not want to put my family in debt as far as with, uh, just student loans and stuff. So I ended up joining the military and, uh, stayed in there for about four years, had a great time while I was in, had some pretty key life experiences in there, ended up this, like everybody can look back on their military career, like that was some good stuff, or at least you learned some stuff, right? Got out and bounced around to a couple of different things before ultimately landing in real estate and meeting some awesome connections that really kind of made a good impact as far as just direction. And that's kind of in a nutshell what really got me here as far as just the agent, team lead, and um, that's really it kind of as far as just different roles, I guess, quasi-investor, like uh, we're just getting started, so... Yeah. And you, said, you said that you started off uh, wanting or realizing that you didn't want to have your family in debt, right? Where did that come from? Oh, internal desire, like for me. So, um, yeah, uh, my, everybody knows somebody who is like their whole family is like broke people. <laughs> That's me. Like, <laughs> like, literally, like you look around, like everybody is just an example of just uh, digging a hole for themselves. And uh, for me, just credit card bills, like low credit scores, those types of things um, was fortunate enough. And it wasn't a guidance counselor. I just had uh, different people that I was kind of fortunate enough. So I, I always joke about it, right? I have multiple moms growing up. I had three. I had uh, my mom, my white mom and <laughs> my best friend's mom. And uh, like, this was exposed to a lot of different stuff. So I realized uh, that's not the only way. And so literally kind of everybody thought I was crazy because I was in, you know, young people, AP classes and all that other whatnot pivoted at the last minute it was like, yeah, that's not the course for me because I can't pay for it. And I wasn't, I didn't apply myself enough to get grants because I was just kind of, I didn't have my engagement. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. So, uh, yeah, and I, I waited too late to kind of try to change that. So I think I ended up graduating with like a 3.0. And then uh, that's, so we ain't getting no grants with a 3.0. Besides the six foot, there's a six foot scholarship out there, by the way. 
to everybody who does want to pursue school, <laughs> that's actually a thing. You can actually get a scholarship for being six foot and up. Um, fun fact. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so wouldn't get nothing besides that. So went into the military and uh, that began the course, man. That was really it. So people, people don't know this and I'm only going to put you on blast because it's such a pivotal part of your story is I know where you started. You know, you started in the military. There was a small transition period right after the military, though. You didn't go back home and just continue to live the same life. What was that? What was that little gap in time like for you? Yeah. So everybody can tell you about their transition. Uh, some people don't like. So, OK, so usually what I found, people always remember the recruiter that got them in. Yep. And usually whatever that transition outlook like, <laughs> whatever it might have been, <laughs> no matter who you're talking to. And uh, my transition out was literally me um, getting with my homie saying, yo, bro, like, I don't have a game plan. <laughs> like, like, yo, like, I am officially out, had all this time to think of this, and I don't have a game plan. So, uh, and this dude is literally, uh, I, I really hope that at some point you guys uh, hear of uh, Robin Logan and Autumn Logan. That's a whole nother story in itself. Uh, but uh, <laughs> those two women, long story short, ended up living with them. And uh, for about 30 days before I got a job uh, as a quality, quality assurance guy. So I basically got paid to like, make sure nobody else was, was dropping the ball or uh, leaving a nut out, whatever, on these subs, and yeah, that was that was that was not fun. So went from that to <laughs> literally, like, I can give you like a list of stuff that um, just I I attempted to be a W two employee, and before it just I kind of had to realize that that system was not for me, and um, so my path into real estate, which I don't know if we're going to get into that, but that is a trip and a half. Can we, can I roll into that? Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Oh, snap, dude. And we're totally skipping over the whole like homeless. That is, this exactly. is actually that's in the that. one. Yeah. Okay. You all right. All right. So look, so when we transition out and that's, that's, oh man, <laughs> that, that highlight, you know, cause you know, going from broke to successful, <laughs> that, that means many different things, but we were talking broke, broke yeah. you know, at a point, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, like, like, uh, uh, like, life changing, bro. Like, you gotta look at yourself and realize, like, oh, oh, crap, this is my fault, broke. I need to change me to get out of this, broke. Right, right. <laughs> like, 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 not eating for thirty days, broke, and then you're pretending that it's a fast, broke. Like, 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 you know what I mean? Like, like, oh, dude, yeah, like, no, look, though, this is religious purposes. I'm getting closer to God with this. What are you talking about, man? I had, I was, look, I had the whole story made up, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, so here was my thing: is what I did not realize. And by the way, at some point in life, which a big part of this. All right, before okay, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna unpack this. I do you want to say this as far as successful i'm I'm literally just i i am not where i want to be and this is a fact is i i literally had zero dollars and was like i literally had like nothing um had to mentally and like economically build my way out of that to where i'm at now am i successful like in some people's perspective let me say in young james's version we are definitely on the path <laughs> 
but uh just recapping some of the 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 clips in there but uh because i don't i don't want to make it seem like i've arrived in any sense but uh and truly like mike is mike is part of it like there's so many people along the path that have like helped me tremendously and i never want to uh omit that so uh had a mentor along the path who told me you never want to transition more than one section of your life at a time <laughs> and it did not realize that was a truth until after i tried to bro he don't know what he's talking about because he old i'm gonna just kind of do my own thing and so uh, I literally established a pattern of, nah, I don't like this. And I would just throw it out, like, without really any thought, just like, nah, I don't like this. And just uh, was went through a just transition. And what I realized was each time I was restarting, because it was so quick, I never gave myself enough time to rebuild after that. Um, and as you know, to, as you guys probably know, most of, most of us are adults listening to this, each time you transition physical locations, there's deposits involved, there's like... And because you don't like somewhere, well, one, now you're breaking a lease. So that's obviously impacting on the credit. Like I just basically did what I wanted to do for a clip of time. And that was really not smart. <laughs> that was probably one of the dumbest things I could have done. Um, truly like whatever I wanted to do. And that was just stupid. So uh, uh, yeah, and that led me to a point to where um, I had a decent job. I, Cause I went through a couple, couple of the jobs for government um, all of them were tied to my previous occupation as far as uh, maintenance or electrician. So they were making decent money, but just it wasn't enough time to get really anything saved up. And so um, it got to the point to where they were asking me for rent, didn't have it. The lady looked out after me. I've had this like, I've noticed a theme where like, if you are young, you can use the young card a couple of times and it might save you. You know, like people might have some sympathy there. Uh, that bought me an extra 45 days before she had to kick me out of the apartment, right? I was up in Raleigh at the time because uh, I transit okay, transitioned from Virginia down to Raleigh. Raleigh, I like nice things, stayed in an apartment I couldn't afford. It was stupid. Um, that moved me into my car. And while, all of that to say, while I'm living out of my car, building um, <laughs> underneath trying to like find different jobs. I was like, well, let me try this like MLM thing. Like, and so like was building an MLM business um, and literally started a conversation with somebody. And I never, the, the whole point of that is to say, I started a conversation with a real estate agent out of Raleigh named Ben Mathis. It was late as shit, excuse me, but it was so freaking late at a Harris Teeter, a 24 hour Harris Teeter. And he just happened to be there after work because he works late. He works a lot. I don't no clue how our paths crossed, but he's he is the first person that's somewhat close to my age that legitimately, authentically was like, Hey, I'm twenty-nine, I'm looking to build a billion dollar a business that produces a billion in volume. I he had direction. Uh and and so for me, I thought that was very interesting. We got in an engaging conversation, exchange numbers. Didn't talk to the dude for another year and a half, <laughs> literally from there. And the crazy part is, so that was my lead into real estate, but I didn't know that yet because later on down the line. So I ended up going to get a job down here in Fayetteville at Goodyear and stayed there for about a year before I was like, All right, I can't do this. I hate this. 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. If anybody's ever done it, God bless you. If anybody's making a career out of it, you're the best not for me um yeah after doing that so long i, I randomly for i was like dude i wonder what he's up to gave him a call 
he's like, if you want to be in real estate, I'll help you. And so I, I drove up to Raleigh for several weeks after work, probably like at least once a week, pretending to like no have any sense of direction or like like wherewithal. Cause I still hadn't got my finances right. <laughs> I was just like rocking a suit. Like I had like probably like two suits. Like and they they probably were like it was stupid. Like I did not look. It was not like anyway. I'm not trying to go in on people who wear cheap suits, but <laughs> we all know people that's wearing dress clothes that it's like is that your little brother's like like best right there like best like uh blazer like all that stuff that doesn't fit right. But anyway, so we met up for like a good probably two months before I got started pursuing school that passed out the first time and the rest is history, man. Yeah. Well, I'm lying. There was, there's, it was an exciting journey in that too, but uh, it seems like the rest is history now looking back on it, but there was a hindsight. definite valley in that. <laughs> yeah, hindsight is yeah. always 2020, man. Hindsight is always 2020. Yeah. But now looking back on it, you know, you learned a lot of lessons. You now see the growth and you're like, well, hey, man, the rest is history. We're still on this climb together. Well, there's a couple different uh, points I'm going to go back and highlight. Uh, one of the things you said earlier was that you were you just realized that you were a bad W-2 employee. And then you also yeah. dropped in this little nugget that you're working with an MLM. For, for those who don't know MLM, it's multi-level marketing. It's something that uh, some people have a negative connotation and they call it a Ponzi scheme, but that's not the case. It's actually a, a legitimate business as long as you're pursuing it the right way. However, the reason I highlight those two is because inherently that shows you that you were meant to be awesome. an entrepreneur, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. you, you hate working for somebody else building their fortune. You are always looking for an opportunity to build your own. So to me, it seems like it's a perfect segue into real estate or some other entrepreneur job. And then the other two things I wanted to touch on is I love that little quote of that nugget that your mentor gave you, whoever that, that, that guy was, it says, you never want to transition one section of your life or more than one section of your life at a time. That is insightful. I've never heard that worded that way, but I mean, think about it. You know, you're doing yeah. a job transfer plus whatever, plus whatever. That's right. Hot, man, it gets crazy. Yo, spiritual, relational, right. financial, your job, like, uh, so this is the way faith, family, uh, faith, family, finances, fitness, uh, what's the other F, man? It's five Fs and then whatever your, your personal is. Like, I found that truly, uh, whenever you start to transition more than one of those at a time, that's when you start to have like almost like that identity crisis breakdown. <laughs> like, like what's going on right now? But uh, that's a whole nother conversation for another day. And you're right, man. I have found uh, truly uh, entrepreneurs tend to grab, okay, people who are, I feel like naturally grafted to be entrepreneurs tend to find their way somehow to a MLM at some point, typically in, yeah. in today's day and age, man. Like, it's just like, <laughs> Because it's, it's such easy point. access now. I mean, technology now <laughs> yeah. is ridiculous. You can do everything from your phone. Yeah. I mean, ultimately, right. an entrepreneur is a sl we're a little bit rebellious. Well, I mean, let's be honest, right? Yep. Some people tell us right. something. Societable. Oh, wait, uh, society, a rebel of society, naturally. I don't know. <laughs> what we're saying we're, we're not we're not doing nothing illegal guys we're just a little rebellious you know we like to, <laughs> to do things our way i thought james was about to throw us under the bus i didn't do it no but uh but the uh, another thing i want to 
before we really get into your real estate, man, is uh, 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 you mentioned about not feeling like you're at a successful level, like by societal norms, right? Based on Lil James, Lil James thinks, hey, man, you're doing a lot better than you were, you know, than, than we expected you to get. Um, but understanding for everybody listening, guys, success is subjective. Only you can define your success, period, period. Mm -hmm. So if you're chasing because you want to be like Mark Zuckerberg, well, you better buckle up, brother, because that's a lot. You got to do a lot to be a Mark Zuckerberg, a lot to be a Steve Jobs. But if you can sit there and say, hey, I've created a lifestyle that now I get to spend time with my children. Now I can, you know, I can go on these vacations I want to. Now I can afford the nice home that I want to. That could be a version of success, but ultimately you have to define that for yourself. So I just wanted to make that little pause there because it's a lot about protecting your peace and not chasing other people's uh, other people's ambitions. Uh, uh, chase your own. But I'm off my soapbox. I just had to put that out there. James, I want you no, to tell us, facts, man, yeah. talk, talk to us now about your real estate, man. Let's talk to you about real estate. You're an agent. I know you're investing a little bit. Tell me about the, that little story. The journey? There. The journey? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This just the journey. Whatever you really want to touch on, yeah. All right. Um, hmm. You got some impressive. All right, so I get started. Yeah. yeah. Well, I get so I get started um, in real estate up in February of eighteen, and uh, was just me. Went to I was at the time Keller Williams. I'm a big believer in mentorship. Like people, uh, mentorship surround that whole like. Um, I think that's Jim Rohn. Like you are the, the the some of the five people you hang around the most, or some shit, yes, something like that. Like I really started to understand the the power of uh, who you're around will either pull you up or like help anchor you to wherever you're at. And so I went to this conference, basically learned some some basic real estate stuff as far as lead sources because I had I knew zero in real estate, and then come back and start grinding it. Uh, was working, 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 working while still working my day job. So 7 p.m., 7 a.m., get off work, and around like 8 o'clock would start making calls until about 1, would sleep for a little bit, then wake up and go to work. <laughs> and the like, it got to a point to where I was literally sleeping four hours at a time. And I have a, a personal rule I still actually stick to today. If I have uh, stayed up for whatever reason uh, too long and I have to actually get up uh, for an appointment or something like that, if I'm going to get less than three hours of sleep and you just stay up, like, and, and which is obviously dangerous when you're working um, maintenance and whatnot, but it's for me, it's more important for me to be able to honor my commitment than it is for me to uh, sleep and, and sleep through an appointment or whatever, right? So, so that was a crazy time. And, and then at, here's, here's the cool thing, right? Like I, <laughs> Uh, got my first couple of sales, which for anyone who is looking to pursue becoming an agent, that was a trip. My first, I'll just go with these two. My first listing actually came from, at the time I was, I was a vegetarian and nothing wrong with that. But I was like, honestly, like, still, I, I, let me say I was more focused on my health then. And so I went up to this woman in Harris Teeter, had a good conversation. She said something about her house. And I was like, well, you know, I'm a real estate agent, right? Like literally, this was like, my first week of being an agent, right? Like, they know nothing. <laughs> you know, I'm a real estate agent. Yo, that net sheet, when I say, so there's a sheet that we give uh, our clients that shows them about how much they're going to walk away with was about 12 grand off. 
fortunately enough, positively. Like, like I told her she was going to get X number. She got like 12 grand more. She was like, oh, you're great. <laughs> I just didn't know what I was doing. It was funny. Um, and then uh, my first buyer actually came from door knocking and ended up going into basically somebody wasted my time because they wanted, and then they felt bad that they wasted my time and uh, connected me to their mom who was buying a house. <laughs> so it just if you are an aspiring agent, just know that you get business from just about everywhere. After I closed those first two deals, it was a wrap for my job. I made five grand in a week. Can't tell me nothing. <laughs> like, it was a wrap. Stupid. <laughs> when I say absolutely dumb, man, I had no concept of what was coming up next. Because I'm telling you, man, to watch that account slowly bleed out and then get ultimately literally like month after month after month. And for those who don't know, to sell someone's house costs the agent money up front. So and and my business I knew that I didn't have a lot of time to be showing a billion and one houses. So I went very listing heavy. So all of my money was actually wrapped up in the business that wasn't going to close for another 90 days effectively. Yep. And, um, <laughs> and long story short, man, I literally got to the point to where, and I haven't asked anybody for money. Like, like I don't period. This was the ultimate, I would probably like, I don't know which I would say is worse. If I had to go back to sleeping like on a roof, which I know I, I skipped through that, like skipping on a rooftop after my car got totaled or ask this person for money again, I don't know. I might actually trade a night, man. <laughs> like, that was very low for me. <laughs> like, I'm like, look, man, like I got this disconnection notice, it's <laughs> $400. Like, and the only reason why I asked is because it wasn't just me. At the time, me and my ex had, or my ex had kids and I was trying to be like helpful. Anyway, so, uh, I borrowed the money for them and um yeah fortunately enough after that thing started to close and um that closed 14 transactions that first six months of full-time uh real estate and then and this is why it's because i had the belief that every agent closed 30 deals a year like no kidding i thought every agent and i mike is shaking his head I literally came into real estate with the belief that everybody, and if you're, if you're prior Keller Williams, I thought that everybody quote, quote, capped. So I thought everybody sold somewhere between 25 and 30 deals a year. I didn't know that that was uncommon. And so sure enough, six months to sell 14. And then after that, my first full year sold 61 uh, units. And uh, that put me as number like 70 something out of 2000 agents here and uh just been working ever since Boom. so guys guys you guys gotta stop and rewind that so the 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 beginning you know we went from broke to again to his version of successful understand this though as soon as you got your first little piece of money he got broke again right the lack of financial knowledge <laughs> right that lack of financial stupid. Knowledge, right back in the gutter one thing about real estate, yeah. this is a dog-eat-dog -dog world, period. You yeah. know, you truly only eat what you kill, 100% commission-based income if you're an agent or a broker. And hell, if you're an investor, you're only going to get paid when you're actually either renting it, flipping it, selling it, so forth and so on. But I'm yeah. going to tell you guys, the average real estate agent, I'm not, mind you, there's thousands upon thousands of real estate agents in Fayetteville alone, let alone in the world, the average, based on the National Association of Realtors, 
the average realtor sells less than 10 deals a year. Bro. That's crazy. 10 deals a year. My man James was knocking out 14 his first six months, just throwing Goodyear wrenches everywhere, knocking out deals, and then, <laughs> and, then 60, and, then, and then 61 in his first year, man. So that is amazing. That is amazing. Let's talk about that a little bit, man. Let's talk about what you said was leads come from anywhere. I'm a firm believer of this too, but but talk to talk to the audience a little bit more about what do you mean by that? What leads come from anywhere? This this counts for agents, salespeople, yeah, brokers. Yeah, yeah. Get it. All right. So leads come from anywhere. Um, cool. I don't know. I'm going to try to paint a picture just because just how, I don't know if most people truly understand like a mental box of what it's like to truly everybody. I don't know nobody. I, okay. It's almost like most people say I have no friends. And then as soon as you start thinking like, oh, well, I've got Carl and Susie and, you know, like, um, what it's truly like to not know anybody <laughs> like, or what it's truly like to like, again, like live on the roof. Like it's, so I moved from Raleigh to here. The only people I knew was at Goodyear, which was my work Goodyear and my landlord. And I had a, a really poor attitude while I was at Goodyear. So none of those people wanted to work with me. Mm. So every really, which by the way, attitude is everything because if i was been if i had been more likable i could have got a lot more business a lot i could have used what agents call your sphere um uh people that are close to you and i could have gotten business quicker i actually had to work for mine not to say it and that's an arrogant way to say it but i i so i built my business with connections that i didn't know because again i'm not i'm from georgia so everybody everybody's like oh you just pull up your phone you know thousands of people Everyone I know is in Georgia, <laughs> Georgia, Ohio, New York, South Carolina, like no one's in North Carolina. And so, uh, so I, I built that with a series of uh, what some would call cold calling to expired for sale by owners, anybody like neighbor, any neighborhood. I did uh, pick certain neighborhoods and I vividly remember calling through this one neighborhood um, and not really seeing an immediate return because in real estate, you got to plan like plan that it's going to take time. Everything is relationships. Relationships take time. I called through this neighborhood and got like what I thought was nothing, um, which was about no exaggeration, like probably like 1500 houses that I called <laughs> in like a month or so. And this is with still door knocking in the evening and, uh, and collecting these people's information to add to my database. From that, I've sold about 10 houses in that neighborhood but now, but it took, it took time for that to turn over. And uh, yeah, so money was going down uh, to like none. And then I, I remember, and so really from June of 18 to like Jan of, of 19, there was no money in this. My business was consuming all of my money. And I am so glad that I was willing to do that. Like my business was eating. I was every dime reinvesting into yard signs, um, ultimately like flyers that I shouldn't have been paying for, uh, anything that I thought would work, gas going to appointments and still supporting uh, my ex's family. Like it's, uh, yeah, I was reinvesting into the business. Um, come Jan 1, a lot of this stuff turned around to where, yeah, just deals were closing 
and things started, okay, there was some breathing room. I could actually, and here's what I did with my breathing room. I paid the contractors that actually kind of like uh, gave me IOUs effectively. <laughs> I had people that believed in me. <laughs> so my stager, my photographer, who was like, dude, like, cause I had so many listings coming on. Like they were like, I, he's got to get paid at some point. <laughs> right. So like, so like, uh, man, like I will, I will stay faithful to Agua Viva Studios, like make a CEO, um, and, and Mary Henson probably like longer than I, I, I probably, as long as I'm in business, man, uh, like loyalty, they had me when I had like nothing. Right. And so, that was pretty cool. And then, so I paid them back and then uh, had some, some really good contractors also too. And also found out that that was where I actually met a lot of the key relationships that have again, turned and exponentially impacted my life. So I met Shelby then, right? Yeah. Shelby Osborne, uh, that indirectly connected me to you. Um, I also met, which indirectly connected me to Brett, <laughs> who's another person on my like personal counsel, if you will. And um, so, yeah, just, the power of relationships, man. And so, uh, kept grinding it out though. And, uh, which for me went actually in waves. Cause again, I went through just like everybody, my new rich phase, especially when I made 40 grand in a month, like nobody could tell me nothing. <laughs> you know, I went and like literally like mentally checked out for a month, you know, like just like what do nothing. And uh, yeah, it's just, I really also still think back to if I was consistent that entire year, because the net result of that was top line uh, around 240 and a little bit more than 240. Um, and after write-offs and stuff, um, and that's writing off everything, it was around like one, 170, that's like everything, right? And uh, so which, uh, again, things to like, if I could give anybody just caution about building a business, if you plan on making money, um, do some research as far as entities and stuff. Cause taxes is a bitch. <laughs> um, definitely. Got you know I mean, like, um, yeah, taxes, taxes will mess you up if you're not paying attention or looking for that. And I just didn't know what I didn't know. Yep. Again, had to meet people who did know who put me on the people. Um, my strength is not in accounting. So had to ultimately figure, figure some stuff out. And, uh, definitely am grateful for that to where at this point and along the path bought one personal property and, and i'm closing on two more this week which will make three in two years and um this is from somebody who my mom doesn't own a house like i'm literally talking about buying my mom a house this year like that is we have an action a plan we're working towards to get my mom a house this year so it's like i'll have at a, if nothing else changed like the three personal ones and then my mom, I'm, I'm gonna help have the finances to help her do that and do some some donating to the military that I wanna do um, and also support the the team. So it's just like some some cool things have come from the work is all. And you, you went from, so to recap that in a summary guys, we're talking homeless, living on a roof, right? To clearing six figures, high six figures and owning three rental properties in less than two years all through straight up hustling, grinding. Everybody still to this day says cold calling doesn't work. Says door knocking doesn't work. Well, if you guys do your research, there's a conversion rate out there. I'm gonna give a little, give a little tidbit. When we train our agents, well, we educate them that the conversion rate is for every 50 cold calls you make, for every 50 cold contacts, you can convert one into a lead, right? So if you wanna get four, that means you gotta contact 200. 
This dude went out and contacted over 1,500 people to get 10 deals in the neighborhood. That just shows like the grind. So there, so for all those who are just saying like, hey, I can't do it, I can't do it. Yes, you can. Yes, you absolutely can because this is a perfect story. And then for those of y'all looking for taxes, oh, this is a quick little plug. We got a back, we got a, <laughs> uh, we got a podcast episode with Nick Aola. He is awesome. And he goes deep into about real estate taxes, very specifically for investors. Uh, so definitely keep that in mind. I had, I wanna ask you, man, all this is is great. Your mind shifts over time have has really helped uh, or are, are you you uh, accredited to some of your mentors, some of your some of your teammates and things of that nature nature. Is there any books that you really want to credit like as far as being able to shift your mind from saying like, hey, I'm the one responsible. I'm the one responsible for my future. Is there any books like that? Uh, yes short answer and uh the reason why i started to laugh no i can no kidding yeah uh i can go walk you to that or, or go grab that right now no no you're like, good, man so i actually I, got i got this book yes. from james guys so i was hoping he was gonna drop a plug on oh it. <laughs> yes i was gonna say look bro i and i got a whole nother copy delivered bro yeah. uh so psycho cybernetics is huge uh that so psycho cybernetics is good um richest man so the reason i, I started to laugh though is because um, so the only thing that I kept as I was going through my journey of, uh, of not having anything was, uh, whatever clothes I can carry with me and this military duffel bag full of books, which is extremely heavy, by the way, <laughs> like, I don't know, <laughs> like full of books, like, <laughs> cause I just knew like those books were what was really going to allow for me to be able to, to become what I wanted to, what I was pursuing. So, um, Top of mind, uh, psycho cybernetics, uh, crucial conversations. Uh, oh, you know it's crazy. Um, the greatest mir the greatest miracle, the the greatest. It's a, a Agamandino book. The greatest miracle. I can't think of it. Uh, think of it, but something with. Uh, it's a blue book, Agamandino. Uh, it's like the greatest miracle ever or something, something, some corny name that you're like, um, what's another one, man? Uh, a lot of John Maxwell, but like, uh, for me, I, over time had to, to change my thought of, which I've always been like, I've never liked it when somebody points the finger, but truly as I started to realize, and also too, oh, people skills was huge for me since I was the weird guy in school. Like, <laughs> so, uh, man, like, no kidding. Like, uh, Florence Littauer has a book, uh, personality plus, uh, there's a, a spiritual version of that too, that talks about temperaments. Dude, there's so many books that at first I had to get like an understanding of people, like just human, like people. Uh, another good one on that is actually I like Robert Greene's uh, Laws of Human Nature. That's also pretty solid. But I have to like figure out first, first me, then other people. Oh, how did I forget this one? Seven Habits. Seven Habits of Highly Effective People is like, there's not, oh, and of course, the generic like uh, Think and Grow Rich. You know, like all right. of the Master Keys to Riches, like all the Napoleon Hill, like PMA stuff like that is uh, that people will like low key, like laugh at you for reading because it's like almost like too corny. It is 
unless you are dumb enough to actually start believing it, and then you can change your life. Yeah, and, I, is, and I love that because as you can yeah. tell, leaders are readers, right? Uh, like essentially, everybody that we've had on this episode, everybody that we you know look up to in the real estate investing world or in the real estate agency world, all of them have contributed a large majority of their success to books to some sort of constant education. So if people, you know, think you're corny or whatever, reading, it's like, okay, guys, but let's look at where we are now and where we'll both be a year, two years from now when we're constantly pursuing self, you know, development, professional development, self-development, whatever the case is, man. So I, so I love it, man. All right, now, you know, we're getting closer towards the end here. So I wanted to ask you, man, if you could give one piece of advice for the young buck coming into the military, right? Regardless if it's junior officer or lower enlisted, what would be one piece of advice would you get that you would give them? I would probably say something to the degree of, uh, cause I'm trying to break it down to, cause not be that guy who has like, Oh, and this, and this, right. Right, right, right. Uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? The most crucial one that I can think is self awareness and the willingness to do something about it. Um, I think that if you have that, then everything else will work out. Self, -aware, self, self awareness. And what I mean when I say that, is true honesty with, with self as far as whatever the goals may be. Uh, truly, this is what I want or this isn't what I want, right? <laughs> this, is, this is who I am, this is not who I am. And uh, the true willingness to do something about it in a sense of, okay, this is what I want. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty self-explanatory actually. The, the willingness to do something about that, like if, so, okay, and uh, which I guess I can't say and because that makes it more than one. But and what that means is if that's true to you is if something's not going your way, it's truly because of what you're allowing in your life, and mm -hmm. that will prompt you to to change it. Like, okay, this is not what I, this is not this is frustrating me. This is something I don't want. As long as you are self-aware and willing to do something about it, it will lead to a more accountable thought process, and it'll work out. I think. And, uh, that's actually a really good point. Uh, we talk about it a lot within our within our small group as well as it's essentially extreme ownership in the same context that understanding yeah. that when yeah, when when something is wrong, turn the mirror on yourself first. Let's reflect first and just realize that a lot of the times you are are you have the power to affect change. Uh, in your life. That's yeah. awesome, man. All right. So you dropped a lot of good nuggets, man, but people out there, they want to talk to you, man. They want to know, you know, how you grew so fast. They might want to, you know, reach out and ask for some investment tips or maybe one of those 85 books you mentioned, where can they find you? <laughs> uh, uh, me personally, uh, uh, yeah, don't check me. I got to Email me at uh, Red Clover. Nope. Do my personal one. James. M. As in Martin. Patrick. Nine three. At gmail.com. Or of course, like if you just want to find out the team, we do have a Facebook uh, Red Clover Realty Group, and uh, we are building a site. And uh, the only reason why that's not up is because your boy has been. There's a admin task on my plate. 
that I can't push off. And so I haven't, because I haven't done that, they can't run the, the site. <laughs> so I've been the linchpin for this for like a week and a half. <laughs> it's not funny, <laughs> but that's exactly yeah. why I've had been now. <laughs> all right. Awesome, man. So we're definitely going to have all that information, uh, all that information down in the show notes, guys. And if that website is yeah. up, uh, we'll definitely have. Yeah, that. when that is ready, it's going to be rickloverrealtygroup.com, <laughs> whatever that may be. <laughs> okay, okay. So we'll have it in week. there. I don't know. It'll be active, but the link's going to be in there. So don't worry about that, guys. All right. Well, <laughs> with that being said, guys, we're wrapping up the show here. If you guys are watching on YouTube, you already know what to do. Go ahead and give us that like. Smash the subscribe button so you know what's going on. Hit the notification bell so you are always getting updated with the newest videos. And it also helps with the algorithm. If you guys are watching on uh, or listening to any type of podcast, we got to get us five stars, man. And leave us a review and leave us some comments. And also, our Facebook page is growing rapidly. Military cash flow, the Facebook page. We're now over, I believe, 700 servicemen and women. Uh, and we've only been active for a few short months, guys. So get on there. There's many different servicemen and women, past and present, with all different levels of uh, experience and insight. So get in there and add, add to the community. And lastly, as you're aware, if you are looking for a realtor in your market, you want somebody that's investor savvy, somebody like James, right, that can help you get, uh, uh, get that next property, let us know. We've already vetted several agents across the nation, and we are willing to and always vetting more agents in different areas. So we can help you kind of source that out. It's something that's completely free to you. Don't worry about it. Just let us know.